Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode. You might say history-making episode tonight of Bloody Good Horror. My name's Eric, and I'll be your host for this evening, where we will be reviewing a fine cinematic, I mean, masterpiece, maybe? I mean, we'll talk about it. Chud 2, colon, Bud the Chud. Finally doing it, John. How do you feel? Yay. I'm just happy you're happy. That's Oh, that's I'm very happy. There. Yeah. Not only yeah, from watch, not only from watching the movie, but while watching the movie, picturing you watching the movie made me very happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll get to that though in a little yeah. bit, but joining me tonight first up from Manhattan, New York City. He's actually in his summer home this evening. Please welcome Mr. Schnars to the show. Uh yeah, it's the winter, but here I am that's, at the summer estate sorry you're at the chalet the chalet yeah that's that's john if you're nasty by the way i'm I'm in a i'm currently in a basement uh in a chalet is basically what i I should say next up from indiana please welcome casey hello (laughs) i never say where i am john i'm in the the lesser interesting part of new york i'm like it's the capital region I could hit New York City or Montreal, either one of those two, within three hours. Oh, wow. I didn't realize you were that close to Montreal. I'm, I'm okay. equidistant, you might say, if you were in math class. I mean, you should just fucking pull up stakes and move to Montreal at this point. It's not, <laughs> it's not that nice. At least what I've seen of it. But to be fair, yeah. that was probably the seedier quarters. It's got to be better than <laughs> what, we, what we've got going on here. Um, yeah, what was last week? We did... Um, Oh, we did a staff pick last week. It was Casey's. Casey's yeah, it was Intruder. Pick. Intruder, that's right. And then um, I think somebody jokingly said, like, like, again, this week, like, we didn't really have much. There is Outwaters in theaters, but, like, for every one person who's told me it's amazing, two people have told me it's, like, a fart-smelling piece of crap. So I'm just like, ah. We haven't been that we're, compelled we're to go. We're going to watch it. We'll watch it at some point. Yeah, we'll probably do the, uh, a video on that one. Um, and of course, we're waiting for the full nudity version of um, your Cronenberg movie there. What's that called? Yeah, Infinity Pool. It either has five extra seconds or one minute and 30 seconds, depending no, on no one can seem. Believe. Yeah, no one can seem to decide how <laughs> how raunchy the, the unedited version is. But we'll... Will it? That's the thing, John. Everyone else reviewed the stupid theatrical cut, but we will have the definitive word on yeah. that unrated cut. So we're it's mm-hmm. all strategy, you know. That's what's brought us to the top of the horror podcast. <laughs> strategy. Uh, it's also what brought us to Chud Two. Yeah. So somebody said Chud yeah. Two. Um, yeah, we've been doing staff picks. So we've been doing the show for almost fifteen years. If you don't know. Over and 15 years. Over 15 years. yeah, over at this point. Um, and f- since we're early on, we've done staff picks on, you know, uh, slower weeks where we'll just let a, a member of the show pick a movie. It, it There's no prerequisite for a staff pick. Like it doesn't even have to be, oh, I loved this movie. Just like you just pick a movie and make us watch it. Like, I think I was the one who made us watch Postal that one time. Years and yeah. years ago. Yes. And I had never seen <laughs> it. I, it was, was that and. That was a case very similar to this one in which I wanted to have seen a movie, but I knew I would never see it unless we did it for the show. And so can, can I ask a question related to Postal? Sure. Is Uwe Boll still like 
a person on the internet that people think is funny? Not on the internet. No, I don't. I, I'm sure he's uh, still like a person, but I don't really, he's not out there being a character the way that he used to be. Well, you remember like, it was like a thing, like things he said on Twitter. Was, I think he got in trouble because of his like German tax shelter movies. I think there was like some kind of trouble that Mr. Bull got into. I mean, that's better than like he got in trouble because he was a Nazi or something, but. The German you know. people are lovely, John. I don't, you are, you know, no, no, should be defending well, your own people. <laughs> I just feel like you could have gone a million different ways with what happened to Uwe Ball, and I would have believed it. So, so anyway, I'm. Uh, I would venture to say that I am in a top, maybe one percent of Chud fans in, in the world. Do you think that's fair of me? I don't want to boast, John, but. No, no, that's fine. I don't want to presume. I mean, you, you and or Casey, probably. Yeah. Uh, I just love that movie. It's it's amazing. <laughs> I love it. I own it on VHS. I have like a mint copy of Chud on VHS, John, from like the original. I had, so I looked it up. I should have covered it. it. I be, it was um it was episode twenty five, I believe. That makes the sense. First time because those early episodes were very Eric driven. Our content, so it makes sense. Yeah. That would have been like we're reviewing Chud, fellas. So enjoy. It's. This will, this, I was going to bring this up later, but, uh, Chud. So we, I started doing a word of the day in episode 23, but for some reason in episode 25, I didn't do a word of the day. So there was no word for Chud. Maybe you, you weren't there. No, no, I was, well, according to the, uh, episode guide, I was there. Interesting. Interesting. So me, you, Casey and Mark, uh, you know, staff picks have, wane throughout the years as we've gone through a lot of the obvious things we would want to make each other watch and also we've talked about it recently but there's just like such a glut of streaming stuff there's almost never not something to watch but uh i don't know man this was again we two in a row this was casey engineered this he caught me in a moment of weakness and i said sure let's do it <laughs> and i'm actually very glad to have this under my belt i'm pretty excited to talk about it so um let's get right to it let's take a quick Break and review Chud 2, Bud the Chud. This is it, Shadowbird. Your big break in TV. Not the front Main feature. How much cocaine, John, do you th- how much 80s cocaine do you think they did? On the set in general, but I was going to say, like, when the guy was writing it to come up with Bud the Chud, like, he definitely, <laughs> there was some self-high-fiving happening. They might have been writing this as they were making it, right? I mean, isn't that also possible? Quite possible. I, I was thinking while watching this, there are a few movies these days that I really would want to see, like, a full making of documentary on, and this is one of them. Like, these are the kinds of kinds of experiences it's, I need. It's loose, Let's just say it's a little loose in the plotting. A little fast and loose, yeah. All right, John, speaking of loose, please bring us the word of the day. That's a joke about your morals, too. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Um, I think listeners of this show are probably aware that uh, CHUD stands for Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dweller. Today's word is above ground, which is itself a word, one word, Hmm. A-B-O-V-E-G-R-O-U-N-D, above ground, at or above the ground level. It is the opposite of underground. And why is that Um, related to this movie? uh, Because I would put forward that 
Bud the Chud is, I mean, it's as far from, it's, it, it is a sequel as far from the original as any, I think, you can think of that, that we could name. Like, is there another one? That well, you still would- kind of purporting to be, you know what this is? This is very reminiscent of like 80s and 90s Italian, like unauthorized sequels. That's what it feels like. Like where we're just yeah. loosely, it's kind of a zombie, which really isn't even the first, that, like the what chuds are. Um, that's what it felt like. Like it felt like a thing that was, if it were not for the fact that the characters say chud so many times, I would be convinced they just named it that after the movie. But like, I yeah. kept looking for like, is it possible they did reshoots to just add people being like Chud? It's Chud's the Chud ends on. I I a hundred percent thought the same thing. Um, but it but the, I the pl- yeah go ahead. Well, no, I was gonna say like the the plot is also very similar to Return of the Living Dead three, John. which comes out four years later. So it's actually very similar to Return. It's it's a little more similar to like, yeah. It's kind of between two and three, honestly. Yeah. yeah. So here's an yeah. interesting tidbit, John. We'll just jump right into the synopsis here. So I was Googling. Part of the reason why I'm now so fascinated with this movie is there's like a shocking dearth of production information about it. Like if you go to the Wikipedia page, it is clearly written by somebody just making shit up. Like, you know, when you're on a Wikipedia page where there's been a lot of news articles, like maybe there was a Fangoria article that somebody's sourcing or whatever. This is just some dude winging it when you go to that Wikipedia article. Well, it references the writer who there's like some decent information there because he's written a bunch of stuff. And then it references the fact that they never use. So like in the original Chud, there's another acronym that like the government is using. I'll give you a hundred dollars, John, if you can tell me what it is right now. No, well, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. That's how it it is. It's contamination uh, hazard underground disposal. Nope. Urban, urban disposal. disposal. That's yeah, right. that's our urban disposal. It had to be different from the real one, right? Right. right, right. Yeah, because to John's so, credit for word of the day, they're not underground dwellers anymore. No. So pre-show, so I was just convinced like this had to have started life as something else, and it feels very similar to Return of the Living Dead Part Two, um, which is like a similar kind of thing where they just some like zombie, some Return of the Living Dead zombie canisters turn up in a small town. They get resurrected, but it's also very like kid, more kid horror-y part two, which is kind of the vibe of this movie. So anyway, I just was like Googling a little bit pre-show here and I find this like old 15-year-old obscure uh, message board thread that could be all lies, John. You know, I don't, people sometimes. Yeah, no, lie people lie it. on the internet. I, I but somebody claims to have found an article from like a Cinefantastique Cine or one of those, one of those old school movie magazines claiming like basically an announcement um, claiming that this film was originally written as return of the living dead part three. And that for whatever yeah. reason became Chud two. Now, John, if you scroll further down, that, that makes that actually makes some sense. However, yeah. more intrigue though, if you scroll further down in that thread, another gentleman says I messaged Ed Naha. Now, is there a person credited named Ed Naha in this movie? Writer. No, but that is the writer. The writer was under a. Um, he used a pseudonym. pseudonym. What's a pseudonym? Because yeah. it's really good. Uh, M. Kane Jeeves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So uh, he, it was a well. Su- the uh, W. C. Fields used a very similar pseudonym, which so is th- the this, reference. This I is guess. an amazing tidbit, and it does nothing but 
create more mystery in your mind, John. So just buckle up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, This guy mm -hmm. says, I messaged Ed Naha about this a while ago. And no, Chud 2 was never supposed to be a Return of the Living Dead sequel. He did say, however, the producer was more interested in drinking wine and having sex with hookers than making a good movie. (laughs) So let your imagination run wild. Like it. Yeah, when you think about the loose plotting and the, the the madcap nature of this movie, like, yeah, I don't know. I buy it. Oh, yeah. So it's pretty interesting. So Chud 2, um, I'm going to really fumble through this because there's actually weirdly a lot of plot, but it's basically like we open up in a room with uh, some army, army men type people and some scientists type people, and they're talking about the Chud program and blah, blah, science, the Chud enzyme. And basically what I gathered, Chud Enzyme, by the way, is like the greatest phrase I've ever heard in my life. Um, <laughs> they are, it, it, what it sounds like is like some kind of government program to create like a zombie soldier kind of situation that I, I didn't even catch this. Like it's not working out right or there isn't money for it or appetite for continuing it or whatever, but they have this specimen now that they have to do something with. So they decide let's put him in a deep freeze and send him somewhere question mark like they sent him to like a small town disease facility or something and then he's like you know and then like if we decide to fire the program back up like we'll just grit get him and reanimate him and great um now uh, along this path and a parallel path john are some high school students this Mm -hmm. one dude with the long hair he's like a that dude from the 80s i looked he's done a ton of like one-off television episodes I know I know him from somewhere. I just can't place it. He's the guy with the long Wait, curly hair. Are you talking about Brian Robbins? Sure. I don't know, John. You tell me. Well, this is so as Casey the guy with the mullet. Out, yeah, the wacky friend. Yeah, the black, the brown haired guy. He now runs Paramount Studios and Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Okay. He's like the VP of Viacom over all their children's play. I mean, uh, I don't. I don't think I would. Yeah. I don't think I would have known him for that. He also directed. You got to go to his IMDb. He directed some awesome stuff. he's he's actually so just tell me like a, tell me what kind he, of a, tell me what he directed uh well a lot of eddie murphy stuff he directed good burger he directed norbit that. good burger um that's obviously not eddie murphy does this um, mean does this mean he hired that creepy pedo producer dude that got booted from nickelodeon i think they were in head of the class together <laughs> Honestly, oh, and I'm yeah. not joking. <laughs> no, no, they, he was on head of the class. Who was the pedo? I don't even know who you're talking about now. The guy, Dan, is it Dan Snyder or something? Like, Yeah, it's Dan something. He produced the Nickelodeon kid shows for like 20 years and is apparently like a super pedo that's been outed by like all of the old mm. team stars that, that claim that he well, was that claim that he was being um, basically like, I don't know what the word like. It was being ignored by the network. Their complaints basically were what they said. So yeah. it's funny. Like, I mean, I like follow the entertainment news a little Chud bit. Chud too, and John. I, serious subject matter. No, like I had seen Brian Robbins. Like I'm familiar with the name Brian Robbins. I have seen a picture of him in present day. He, it's not that he looks nothing like what he looked like in 1989, but it's. Oh, I, yeah. You put them next to each other. You'd be like, I John, I don't mean to thing. blow your mind, but that was 40 years ago. Shut oh, up. totally. Well, wait, no, that was not 40 years ago. That was 30 years. Ago. It was 89. That was 31 years ago. It was like 30. It was almost 35 years. So the other one, Trisha Lee Fisher, who plays the, the woman in this movie, is the half sister of Carrie Fisher. Oh, yeah. I see it. Yeah, I see it. 
So we so we have some kids here, some high school students. It's um the aforementioned Carrie Fisher sister is like the girlfriend character in the movie, I guess. Her Tr- bo- Trisha Lee. Her boyfriend. Her, her boy. Her boyfriend is doing a like reverse. It's like a, the casting. It's like a reverse of the thing where you just put glasses on a hot girl and they're supposed to be nerdy and unattractive. Now he's like a male model, but you just put glasses and a sweater on him, and he's just like nerd. Look at this nerd. Uh, <laughs> so then, like, they're a couple, and then their their friend is this goofy dude with the curly hair who apparently runs Nickelodeon now. Well, hold on. They're not a couple at the beginning of the movie. No. Oh, I missed that then. I missed that. He was just their nerdy friend, I think. I worry that you missed a lot. I missed their courtship, I guess. I don't know. The juice here. Uh, But but, but they. I can't believe you missed the love story. What is it that (laughs) happens? What is it? the, The hijinks that happens. It's like. They. They're they're like failing science class. And so then they have to like. Get a science project, and so they go. No, to- no, they're they now, get can- they get grounded because the one dude or grounded. They get detention or like extra class assignments because the one guy lights a fire in the lab. So they're like put on mm-hmm. frog duty or something like it back with all the science yeah. shit. Oh yeah, yeah. And when they're back there, they discover the cadaver that's going to be like the next day's experiment. They, and they accidentally let that cadaver outside and it rolls away through traffic. So they're like, shoot, we need another ah, dead yeah. body. And so You're then they right. somehow, en- go ahead, Casey. Important question. Was this a high school or college? I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> it's it going to be high school. Really high school. High school. Was there was a dance. <laughs> there was a dance at one point. So like they then somehow end up at this like disease control center place where they stumble in the room and find this body of Bud the Chud under like no security practical. Like, I mean, nothing. They just walk in a room yeah. and he's there. Um, is Hold on. And here's a very important question because I have only seen Chud, I guess once when we did it on the show. Is Bud a character? He's a, he's a military person. He's wearing dog tags throughout the entire movie. Is he one of the characters in Chud 1? There is no character. No, no, no. no. And the, it's Good funny too because God. like the monsters... <laughs> <laughs> the monsters in the first one, they're actually homeless people that had been living. I mean, there's a, there's some commentary there, John. Yeah, the yeah, no. I homeless remember. people oh, yeah, had been that. living in the sewer. They were exposed to this, um, you know, this toxic waste, and then they mutated. And there's really some amazing, like, they're almost like amphibious. They're mo- it's, they're not zombies. They're monsters. Well, they don't look like humans. No, they're, yeah, they're yeah. humanoids. They have these they're cool glowing eyes. Like, it's just the effects in that movie are amazing. And so what's funny here is like, it's just the worst bargain basement zombie. Like you went to Walmart and bought zombie makeup and it's just white makeup, dark circles around the eyes and the black stuff on your teeth. Like some of them had like some teeth, like things in to make them look bad. But like, that is literally yeah. it. So they steal Bud the Chud because they want to, re- they would need to replace the corpse at the school. But of course, wacky hijinks, for some reason they've got a, it's got to stay in one of their houses overnight. Why you wouldn't just bring it back to the school, John? I he wakes know. up. He wakes up though. Not yet though. In the bathtub. He only wakes up because they take him to the house. They they chill him in the bath. They put him in the bathtub because they think that's a great place. Mm. Oh, and the mom the is like, "Hey, I uh, oh oh oh, they're no. She the guy's got the a bath. No, no, then, hold on, hold on. Yeah, hold on. okay, go ahead. The guy's Sorry. got a um." The two friends are in the back. This is really important. The two friends are in the bathroom (laughs) and they're trying not to be heard. So he's running a blow dryer. The mom comes up and knocks on the door and goes, 
uh, hey guys, can you get out of there? Or just the, she thinks her son's in there, just not the other guy. She's like, uh, I want to take my bath before dinner, which I would like to just stop and point out is the weirdest fucking time possible to take a bath. <laughs> Who takes a bath right before dinner? Like what? Yeah, what? it is weird. So, but when she knocks on the door, she scares him and the the uh, blow dryer tumbles into the bathtub and because it's mentioned backing up, the it is mentioned that like a, a electricity would shock him back to life. That's mentioned by the military, dude. I love this military yeah. guy, by the way. We got to get into him. But oh, yeah. uh, that basically reanimates Bud the Chud. He escapes the house. And essentially, anybody that Bud bites gets infected with a zombie kind of virus, and then they become a Bud the Chud. It's important to point out that what that means is like, it's not like scary lumbering zombie. It is like slapstick like Benny Hill zombie, like, cause he's just lost control of his faculties and he's real goofy, but he's still, <laughs> he's still got a good amount of cognition going on. Cause like he really likes ladies, but the judge, like anytime there's a lady around, he's pretty interested. Um, I, so let me interject he, here just well, to what, set the tone what? on the humor. I'm sorry. Yeah, go, go No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, it's been a long time since we've had a, Tastes great, less filling joke, especially coming from zombies. That's true. <laughs> uh, he eventually, much like the baby velociraptors in Jurassic Park, imprints on our main female lead, falls in love with her, and then spends the movie both gathering a chud army and also pursuing his love throughout this town. It all culminates at this high school dance uh, where all the students are there, all of the town chuds like descend on the dance and then our three protagonists have to um, find a way to kill them. I think John, it follows might've stolen the end of this movie. I don't want to get too scandalous. Well, here, didn't we, we had a question. Was it, wasn't it a question that someone asked about like favorite horror movie that ends in a pool? Were we discussing this it's, at some point? It, yeah, it's, I think it's we were. like it follows and then Bud the chud. Yeah, no, this is definitely very high up there now. Yeah. Um, all right, Casey, do you like quick thoughts on the original? Not that it matters to this movie so much. And what did what do you think? I always love the uh, first movie. I've seen it a bunch of times. I'm probably not quite as enthusiastic about it as you are, but I'm not far behind. It's I always got into the commentary and I love me some Daniel Stern. Um, so when I first saw this, I've seen this before, and but it's been like years and years. I saw it like in high school at some point. They uh, it's at the time, I didn't know what the hell to make of it because it's like, this is not Judd. <laughs> what the hell's going on? I came to appreciate it more over the years. But like, it's a well-known fact. I love camp and cheese, and this movie is damn near perfect for it. Uh, it just hits all the right notes on that. It's so silly and goofy, and that's I could almost forgive them for the lack of plot or the or so much plot because the cast in this movie is freaking amazing and way more better than it should be. Man. There is a lot of greats coming from TV and stuff like that, like Norman Fell, and we've got. William Forsyth, uh, you know, Robert Vaughn is our army guy that Eric yeah. was talking about. We've got Garrett Graham, who's been in damn near everything. Who is, we Bud, the who is, Burns. Who is Bud the Chud? Because you're saying a bunch of names. I don't know any of them, but I did recognize a lot of people. Bud the Judd is Garrett Graham, and he's okay. been in a ton of movies, like hundreds, 129. So many things. Yeah, he's very yeah. recognizable. And it's crazy. They, uh, 
and he's been in a lot of horror and stuff too. But then we also get like Dr. Burns from MASH and June Lockhart and Norman Fell that I mentioned earlier was Mr. Roper on Three's Company. Yeah, it's like character actors uh, of a certain era. <laughs> is what yeah, definitely. And but, future like studio heads. Of, that's right. Uh, our career. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you though too, and we can get into this and we've mentioned it a little bit, but like I came to know Brian Robbins was running Nickelodeon and stuff like that. Cause I got to the end of this movie and my first thought was this feels like a kid zombie movie. And I went and looked it up and I happened to be looking at him and it's like, Oh wait, with his, the way his career went on, it really kind of fits, <laughs> you know, it felt like a weird Nickelodeon movie from the eighties. Mm-hmm. John. <sighs> yeah. I, I mean, I really, really loved Chud when we watched it. Don't you? Um, no, it was like an it was like an eye opening experience. I remember, I still remember that episode because I remember just being like blown away. And it's one of those movies that's uh, a cult classic, but it's not even like you ask like pretty big people who would say they're into horror and they've never heard. It's them. still relative. You know, like I, I think it's still relatively obscure. Yeah. 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 So. Um, I was so pleased to have been exposed to it, yada, yada. Um, this movie is not that movie. And <laughs> <laughs> I like I knew it was going to be goofy because you all had sort of mentally prepared me for it. This thing is basically a bad John Hughes comedy mixed with a bad zombie movie. <laughs> and, and like... It has its moments. Like, it has its charms. I'm not saying that I was impervious to some of the just absurd nonsense that was happening. It's just not as, like, fully realized as as it could have been. It also, look, like, the fact that they represent it as a Judd sequel is just... It's egregious. Ridiculous. <laughs> like, it yeah. just makes... There's no reason for it. Like, you could have just done this movie as, like, silly high school like comedy zombie movie you know i don't know so um i am glad i watched it it is not something i will ever watch again <laughs> yeah i think this movie is really interesting because i actually think if you zoom out a little bit from it it says a lot about the state of the genre in 1989 i think like looking mm-hmm. back i mean especially if you're younger and have not are not that familiar with eighties horror, but you know, obviously like everybody knows the eighties were such a huge horror decade, but that really kicked off in 1980 and peaked somewhere around 84, 85. And while horror just continued to be churned out throughout the eighties by 89, like you're really on the backslide of it. Like the, you know, other stuff that came out in 89, you're talking Halloween five. So Halloween five, at the time was like the least grossing of the series. Um, I want to say 89 was like a Nightmare on Elm Street 5, which is like Dream Child. That one didn't do very well. So like even these like heavy hitters at the time were starting to bomb out at the box office. And that, of course, is going to have like a dragging effect on everything else. There also was a progressive like movies were taking themselves progressively less serious in a lot of ways. It's not to say that there was not stuff coming out that was serious, but there was this big marketing market opening up for almost like 
everything had been done to the point where the only thing it felt like you could do is just do like self parody at some point. And mm-hmm. that's what this feels like. It's like, it's like return. Of, it's like a return of living dead sequel meets John Hughes meets like police Academy, but done yeah. really shitty. Like it's a police Academy level of like humor and set and parody kind of going on. Well, I'm uh, sorry. The John Hughes thing like is really about it being said in the high school no, or like with high school students. I'm with you. 100%. But I don't, I don't, like, John Hughes movies, it's like, not, work because it doesn't, they're character driven. There's yeah. no character. It's not character driven. It doesn't have the heart. It feels like a cheap knockoff. It feels like you sat yeah. and watched a couple of those things and went, I got this. We're in a high school, blah, blah, blah. Um, for sure. But you feel, I do think you feel that DNA in it when you're watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was originally supposed to go theatrical and then did not. It was, I love this fact. Uh, in 1989, it was released on VHS and Laserdisc. Yeah. Ooh. I didn't realize Laserdisc were around then. So here's what's interesting. Like, I think that Old might be Laser a thing. Discs, different format. But I think that might be a thing with our age, John, because like up until I hit my like mid 20s and started looking into this stuff, I literally thought Laserdiscs were only a thing that were used like in my fifth grade class. Like, I actually didn't know that Laserdisc was a wide market in people's homes movie format until I was in my mid twenties and like discovered that one day. Like I didn't realize. I knew people, well, I've worked at this video store and we had a handful of laser discs for rent. And there were people who were like collectors and would, you know, yeah. Like I never come saw in and ask about it. I never saw yeah. that stuff in the wild. Like by the time I was renting and it was just all VHS. Um, mm-hmm. but it, anyway, came out in laser disc. So if you own bud, the chat on laser disc, hit me up. Cause we should talk, but according um, to Wikipedia, it's never had a DVD release. Is that possible? I guess it's possible. Interesting. Again. So if you want to talk it, about, Chud being obscure, I would say this is orders of magnitude more obscure. Uh, I will agree with John that it's very fast and loose. It's very rough around the edges. It makes a lot of sense to hear that we had a producer that was just not fully paying attention to what was going on. But I really enjoyed this movie. (laughs) It is silly and madcap. And like this guy who plays Bud... These are, it's weird. Like these are the kinds of roles that give me a great respect for acting. And I say that because like this dude is fucking committing to Bud the Chud. There's this scene when he, after he first, first wakes up where he is like looking at himself in the mirror and like, he's horrified with his own existence. I mean, John, when you talk about this is the kind of shit we should be giving Oscars to this guy, Bud the Chud looking at himself in the mirror. Um, He is so funny. He is so committed to it. There's dance, little dance riffs in this movie. I love (laughs) the part where he's staring at the 80s calisthenics lady in her window and he starts doing it. He starts doing the video like while he's watching her and then he falls over. I mean, it's just that's comedy, John. He basically becomes just a a dude. He goes from zombie to... 85% 85% of a functioning human by the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, and none of the people that he bite, bites goes through that whole starting phase that he went through they just where he's straight and everything. They, they go straight to no, they, just, they wake up and they're just like, oh yeah, bud. Straight to Chud. And uh, yep. that, you know, the military guy in a movie where like a lot of people are chewing scenery, this military guy 
is just so much fun to watch. I didn't know who oh. it was. I've never seen him in anything, but oh my God, is he so funny? Like he's, Wait, he's always he's chomping on a cigar. What would I have seen? Him Robert about? Vaughn? Yeah. He's, he's been in tons of stuff. Name one thing. Superman three. Never seen. It. I think. Yeah. Towering well, Inferno. It? Never seen it. Yeah. Oh boy. Wasn't he? I was going to say he was in one of the police Academy movies. I don't but watch I, like a uh, lot. I don't watch a lot of seventies <laughs> movies, John. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, oh, you're missing out. I was very, I'm a, I'm a I was pretty familiar with him and was sort of like, Oh wow. Okay. We, no, we he is just, man, he is hamming, hamming up like crazy. It's so, it's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I do really love the amount of times people use the word chud in different forms. Like, the chud enzyme, I, again, I repeat, is just an amazing phrase to hear in a film. <laughs> well, um, did, did you say that they they said chudism? Yeah, they, they call yeah. like getting infected like you have chudism. <laughs> <laughs> but de- but it's not a joke. It's they're dead serious. He, so he, this guy has such a hard on for chuds. It's, <laughs> yes. it's unbelievable. He's just, he's so excited about Chuds. It's amazing. I love to, Um, like, it's got that low budget thing where they're clearly mixing a lot of interior, like they're mixing a lot of like settings and shots where, so, okay. So there's a scene where I love the whole first, like first part of the second act where it's just madcap chasing Bud around town. He's just infecting a bunch of people. The film kind of like, there's a scene in the barn where they can, everybody catches up with everybody. And then the movie weirdly kind of resets. It's actually a weird kind of like uh, pacing thing. But I think it's that scene. Is it? No, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking of the fast food place maybe where the guy's got like a, a rot, an RPG and he like they shoot it into the fast food place and kill a bunch of zombies. But he is so these two guys with this RPG are so clearly in a completely different part of Earth than this fast food place. <laughs> like, yeah. The settings don't match, but it just has, and like when he shoots it, it's just a little puff of smoke comes out of it and then immediately cuts <laughs> to the fast food place. Blowing Huge up. explosion. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of like, it's like unintentional trauma esque humor. Like it's unintentional camp. I mean, that this yeah. is the kind of just juicy, delicious magic that the late eighties in particular created that you, you're just never going to get again. Well, I don't think that the people making the movie, it, thought that that was high quality cinema. So it was I, sort of, I do. Agree. On yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, really quick, Eric, the film, you may remember Robert Vaughn fund. If you haven't, if you tell me you haven't seen the movie, I'm going to be very upset. Basketball. No. Oh, oh my God. Come on. What? Is that, that's Trey Parker uh, and Matt Stone. Yeah. yeah, it is. Oh, dude, yeah I cannot believe you haven't seen basketball. Uh, I, I was, might go watch. I was later. too busy rewatching Chud, John. Apparently, I, uh, I own the uh, soundtrack. Jesus. It's right behind me on vinyl. Yeah, he's also in Pootie Tang. I don't know if you've seen Pootie Tang. That's that's like <laughs> I've never seen. Also Tang. great. Yeah, I have seen. Uh, okay, sorry. Continue. I have seen PCU forty five times. Um, <laughs> no, course. so I do kind of you know I mourn like there's part of me because I the modern tactic of like making sequels that just totally re- retro retcon everything and like, or just ignore whole storylines and just start the story over. I think I used to be cool with that. Now I'm getting more annoyed lately by it again, because it's just like, I want to be invested in a long told story. And definitely when I was a kid, dude, when I was a kid, this kind of canon shit was like sacred to me in a really dumb way. That's funny yeah. looking back, but like 
I do more never getting a proper Chud sequel, John. Like, let's get John uh, yeah. John Goodman and like, let's do it right. However, this movie is a shitload of fun. It's fun to see something finally that I've talked about for so long. Uh, and also it's, it's kind of cool to discover a movie that there's just not a lot of information out there about. I literally, like, I literally want to make a podcast about this movie now. Cause it just, there's gotta be I mean, a lot of stories. Are we doing, are we not doing I mean right like now? a series job. <laughs> get, get Brian Robbins. I mean, eventually he will be retired from uh, running mm-hmm. Paramount and maybe I'll talk. I about have it. a feeling, I, I have a feeling I could get a lot of these people, John. <laughs> well, probably, probably not Brian Roberts. Yeah. Um, no, it's funny. Like something, I was gonna make a point about like something like this could not happen today. I take it back only insofar as Paranormal Activity, whatever we're at now, nine, eight, nine, whatever that last one was. Almost no connection to the parent. Like there are times yeah. where we see this in modern, in modern horror, but. This was very egregious. Like the, it's it's a it's the sequel. It's a well, second one. Listen, we're also you know? in a we're also in a boom time for horror, like a major boom time where yeah. producers are so much more savvy about um, ringing dollars out of like IP, right? Like yeah. this very much feels like and seems to be a case where just nobody cared. They owned this thing. And they're like, when well, I just make this, it's not even good enough to put in theater. Screw it. Like just throw on video. Well, exactly. If they cared. It's not that hard to write a and I, slightly more canon. And now the original Chud is a, the original Chud is a cult hit, right? But like, I'm sure it was not blazing up the box office. Like they probably had plenty of good reason to not to feel <laughs> yeah. like it wasn't gonna. Yeah. But you know, but the late '80s were so sequel heavy that like that's how this shit kind of shit got me. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are our favorite moments from this movie? Uh, I spit my water out a little bit when they, there was, I like to call it a Chud dance line. It wasn't that big of a dance number, but they did this little funk. They were going up towards that, uh, shop where the party, uh, the dance was, I think the high school or where they're, yeah, where they're having the Halloween party and they did that little dance move walk. They do like a half a move. They do like a half a thriller move and you think that they're going to like bust yeah. a full on dance and they just don't. It's really no. funny. I, but it was I out text. of nowhere. <laughs> I mean, I think this movie could have could have done with a full dance routine from these chuds. Oh yeah, well, I te- I texted you all like this movie. This I, I guess this is my favorite part because it's the thing I'll remember the most. It has a theme song that is sort of like late eighties shitty rock. That's like yeah, but there's a chud. lot of like <laughs> it just keeps no, it's like um, it's like vocoded. It's like bold. It's like a, a robot-y sounding. Yeah, yes, but yes. The and then but later the it comes back and it's just the guitar riff. <laughs> it's just <laughs> there's a lot of like. Would this be qualified as like butt rock? Because that's what I kept thinking when I was like watching this movie. Pretty close. It's, it's not even a good guitar riff. No, <laughs> there's, there's so much cheesy '80s synth and. <laughs> Like late '80s synth and guitar rock, and it. it's oh really my funny. God. Bare, I mean, in barely, bare, meanwhile, barely any like horror-y instrumentation at all. No, no, it's it is not a horror movie. Like this, I was going to say, there's not a lot of horror. horror. I think it's a horror. I mean, I would call it a horror comedy. There's blood and well, people no, die. No, that's true. People get eaten. It is there. There is. This it is, is playing with the. This the is the tropes. type of horror comedy that doesn't really exist anymore. Like where it's where it's more comedy than horror 
That was yeah. like well, very much a late eighties thing. This is, yeah, this is very much, we were, you know, whatever you want to call it, like high school comedy. It is mostly high school comedy, but then all of the, the plot is about a fucking zombie. I mean, if you, <laughs> but, because if but you it's get like a, not even a bad, he's not even that mean. If you get a horror yeah. comedy nowadays, honestly, most of the time, what you're talking about is like a very black comedy where it's very like yeah. dry, the wit. The one exception I can think of, I'm sure there's more because my memory sucks. But like Hell Baby was one of the more purely comedic horror films <sighs> that I've seen in like a long time. Just but yeah, late 80s, incredible film. But late 80s, again, you're talking about everything was parody and satire and police academy and sex comedies. And like it was just yeah. this that kind of thing was in the air. It's nowhere near as good of a movie, but this would pair well at like a double header with like Night of the Creeps. It's like, didn't we do like a National Lampoon's movie at one point that was kind of similar to this? Yes, it was uh, that one about the uh, murder mystery in the high school. Yes, class yeah. reunion or something. something yeah, like class reunion. Um, the uh, you were you were mentioning some of the kills. The when he kills the um, fitness lady or whatever the the jazzercise lady. That to me was like the one, it was kind of the only kill that gets its own moment in the film. Am I wrong? Yeah. Like, are there other films or are there other films? It, other kills? it gets an extended like stock and sequence. And then the, the kill, like the other kills just kind of happen fly by almost. Yeah. Is way to put it. It's more just adding bodies to the. Yeah. You know, yeah. To so, so you have chuds for your uh, great, <laughs> great taste, less filling joke in front of the gym. <laughs> I just keep thinking about that little foot sweep move that you're talking about. Yeah. No, I also, this is going to sound pervy, but they really kind of focused on it with the exercise lady because when they first, when he first walks up on her exercising, kind of, he's looking at her, she's got her back to the window, kind of looks like she's topless. And you find out later on that's yes. some weird wraparound thing over leotards, which I'm pretty sure is the exact same bathing suit that uh, Carrie Fisher's sister was wearing at the end. Just hey, over, over that leotards. That is interesting. Um, I love that scene. She's like talking to the woman. She's like, she hates this woman on the TV. Cause she's like, you, you probably never announced a fat in your life. And then she's like, I can't wait to finish this so I can smoke a cigarette and eat a pizza. And then she's like, screw it. I'm going to smoke the cigarette now. It's like, cool. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, I did happen to enjoy the ending of this a lot. The, like the final climax of this was. Fun. I'll tell you what it, though. It was, it is, it was clever. It is fun. I enjoyed the effects. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. Like, like <laughs> yeah, okay. no. the way the, the way the water just like, like disappears, but like, where did the water go? Like they're on ice, but it's down really low. And, but like the, that scene more so than the rest of the movie is atrociously edited. Like yeah. they're trying to set up tension and it is just the longest, most drawn out. Yeah. That scene could have been 50% shorter, honestly. And maybe it's just because oh, yeah. they were, they're only at 89 minutes as it is with credits. So I was just say they needed to fill it out a little. No complaints. <laughs> the, these people know how to make a movie. I, I, I look, I'm going to be on record here for, for posterity. The Bud Katie emotional climax. I just didn't buy it. I kind of was it, waiting for her to like yeah. have a moment where she didn't want to kill him or something, but she doesn't really. 
No, why? Like, why would you not want to kill him? He's also, like a fucking but I'll, creepo like stalker. But basically. okay, this is what I, this is what really bothering about that. So, okay, so their plan is to. You, it's not good enough to freeze wait. them. It's not. What good, is this? It's not good enough to freeze them because they've somehow all trained themselves to like raise their, their temperature so, yeah, to yeah. unfreeze themselves if you freeze them. So you have to freeze them yeah. and then electrocute them. And that for some reason makes like them crack apart and lights come out from the inside of them and then they explode. Well, but they explode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So their plan is to get them all into the school pool. They dump these canisters of, I guess like liquid nitrogen into the pool, mm-hmm. which by the way are just on a rack next to the pool. Yes. Yep. Uh, they do that. A bunch of stuff happens to the water that makes no sense. They're all frozen, but then they're, but, and they don't even like, they know about the electricity thing, but they have no plan for it until they freeze them all. And they're like, what's good there. Oh no, we need electricity. Then they're trying to figure that out. That really saved a lot of time. That really bothered me because they had already killed the, the professor that way. And they knew they needed electricity. So that's yeah. uh, that's a movie goof, John. That's what the kids call that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So while, but yeah, while that, you, the reason why they do that though is because then they're like, oh, we got to get the like power from the clock. So that sets up like a tension device where the girl now is going up on the is running around getting chased by the chuds that are unfreezing. Yeah, she was, she was like the Bud only place for me to hide is, is on to go top up of on the ladder. Yeah. So she climbs like the up. Worst- the worst case example of that old horror trope of they, you know, don't run outside or somebody, you know, they run upstairs and get themselves trapped. It's like the worst case like, scenario. I could write a better yeah. ending for this movie right now, John, and I'm going to. So what happens oh, is please. Bud the Chud, while they're futzing with this thing, but it's like it's so badly edited. It's like awful. He climbs up the stairs and kind of kind of confronts her on top of the, the diving board and he rips his heart out because he wants to present his heart to her because he loves her. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What I'm thinking is, okay, so, but what all that happens is the guy is down below and he's, he's trying to get his stupid freezing uh, gun to work. And it finally does. He freezes Bud and then he unceremoniously just like, like 10 seconds later falls into the water and like explodes or whatever. This is what should have happened, John. So mm-hmm. meanwhile, while they're up on the diving board, they've managed to freeze the pool. So all that needs to happen is Bud needs to get into the pool when it gets electrocuted. Yes. Why wouldn't this scene be the girl basically tricking Bud and getting him to come close to her so she can push him off of the diving board into the water in this like she didn't get she around gets- him. because that would have given her a moment. It would have it would have tied a bow on this whole thing about him being in love with her. It would have like roped up the audience into thinking she was feeling sympathetic for him. How does that not I'm, what happened? No, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I'm with you. I would argue. Well, they hadn't seen it happen before that, but it makes sense if they were frozen. They'd probably crumble, and we see that happen when Bud falls up the uh, diving board. So if they had it frozen, why didn't they run around and smack him with something when they're frozen in the water? <laughs> That's true. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, they're, you know, they're like a T-1000. Well, know? they did yeah. show the ability to, like, put themselves back together in a couple scenes. Like, there's one scene where Bud just, like, plops somebody's head back on their shoulders, and then they're just fine. Yeah, that's true. But they have to Because be- I did keep talking about it mutating every time he bit somebody. The yeah. guy who kept kicking his fucking head around. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Guys, that fucking... Okay. It really bothered and then me. Bud that picks it up and just puts it on his neck, and it, then it's just there. It and really bothered me that when they quote unquote froze the pool, that all the water disappeared from it, and then it was just filled with like smoke, like from a smoke machine. Like that really bugged me. Yeah. 
So, a uh, little off topic here, but uh, tell, help me out here. Did Stripe and Gremlins jump into the pool in Gremlins 1 or Gremlins 2? That was 1. 1. Okay, so then I was right in thinking, did the ending of this remind anybody else of Gremlins? <laughs> they yeah, because that's... I mean, a lot of that angle. Yeah, Gremlins 1. Doesn't Gremlins 1 end in that pool? I think so. Or yeah, close I to think- it. It's yeah, it's it's definitely at the climax. Gremlins one, good movie. Yeah, seems pretty heavily borrowed. Good film. Yeah, I hear <laughs> solid better. film. Popular. Anything else, fellas? Did I miss anything? Oh. Did, did his uh, what was his name? Eddie, the main guy. No, Steve, the goofy guy with the mullet. Uh, did his friends not see him get bit in the foot? They all turned around and screamed. Oh, my God. Did, the, but the, they all seemed to be surprised at the end. The ending where he's yeah. just like, apparently by this point in the evolution, like to be a chud just means you have bad teeth. That's all it means. Yeah. <laughs> and you like kind of want to eat humans, but not enough. It makes your teeth all very pointy. But but not enough for where you can just time. sit. You can just sit in the. That again, that was the last laugh of the movie for me. Though was the the army dude under the tarp grabbing the dog yeah, and yeah. telling him he's well, undercover. So so the dog the, the movie the, this like coda sequence that you're referencing. So you've got Steve. You said his name is. He's walking the dog. I actually enjoyed the dog. The dog to me. Dog was great. Yeah. God, what is the? There's a movie with um. Oh fuck! I'm gonna I'm gonna totally blank. What's the movie that starts with the girl getting her face frozen, doing um like a like a really gross face? It's like it doesn't start oh, with it, but it's Jason one crazy X. summer. One crazy summer. Oh, yes, thank you. <laughs> That's another person who gets their face frozen. Yeah, so, yeah. there is one. There are ones crazy summer vibes. Which that I watched that movie again recently. It's incredible. That movie. Oh yeah, no, I've seen that movie. I've probably seen that movie twenty five times. That was a comedy. That was a Comedy Central staple back in the day. Yeah. The um, but the 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 dog feels like a one crazy summer like gag throughout this movie. Yeah. And so he's walking the dog. You're like the dog is a zombie, but the dog's like not bothering him. So then it's revealed he's a zombie, but the dog gets into the back of this truck. And uh, yeah, with Robert Robert Vaughn uncovers himself and is like, "What does he say?" He's like, "Be quiet" or something. Like, yeah. What are you hiding from? The woman is also a zombie who's driving the truck. I didn't know that. I didn't think she was a zombie yet. She definitely was a zombie when when she let Stephen. She looks over at him and she's got the bad teeth too. It's like, oh, I thought I thought the scene after that when they're driving away. I see where you're going, but I was looking. I thought she had good teeth, but they're like in the final shot. I may have been wrong. I don't know. I, th- I thought she was zombified. Maybe I'm. Oh, the girl, the lady me. driving the car. She had chudism. Yeah. No, yeah. she seemed yeah. like a like a chud groupie to me or something. Yeah. Wait, but like she wasn't herself a chud. I don't think so. I don't think she was because oh. he was hitting that like you know it wasn't this line, but it's like hey maybe we can grab a bite later or something. I stand by that she was a chud and he was a chud trying to pick up another chud. It was now like chuds are just like, you know, maybe yeah. we should get this podcast another. going, John. Let's find out. But after all this, <laughs> neither, neither of his friends have any reaction to him leaving other than he left the, the girl a note. And she's like, Oh, that's sweet. They know he's infected. And they I, let him keep the dog. I would love well, nothing more than to find this actress, set up an interview with her and only have one question. Were you a chud at the end of, of Bubba Chud? 
Casey, back to the beginning of this conversation, she he leaves her a note that says, hey, have you ever considered dating our other friend who's in love with you? And then she's like, oh, that's cool. And now they're a couple. And that's Which Eric apparently missed the entire I did. Like, upshot of the movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. I did love, that was one of my favorite scenes is watching that little poodle pull off a full-grown adult body. <laughs> that mm-hmm. was awesome. Pretty good. All right, y'all. Would you recommend Bud the Chud, Casey? I would say yes, especially if you like cheese. John. No. I'm going to say, hell yeah, that overrules John. That means bloody good horror. Recommends. But the chud, put it on our Yelp Yay. page. There we go. God. Whew, that was fun, John. End of an era. Yeah. That you can't tell I, that joke anymore. I really just want to go watch One Crazy Summer now that I think about it. You know what's I know, funny? I hadn't, <laughs> I hadn't seen it since I was young, and so many of the verbal, so many of the gags just went over my head when I was a kid. So... Yeah. It was uh, fun. Same to, guy made Better Off Dead too. Yep. It was fun to watch it again. Well, it had a lot of the same cast too. I just miss. Yeah. I mean, like, I was gonna say like this, but like one. I miss movies like One Crazy Summer. That was just a late '80s vibe, man. That never kind of came. Oh back. yeah. That real goofy, over the top kind of thing. That, but just like about fun. They tried to recreate. You could tell they were reaching for that kind of feel, like with Hot Tub Time Machine, but fell short. Dude, I love now. I love Hot Tub Time Machine. I do like it too, but they didn't quite reach that '80s comedy magic like you're talking about. I do love it. (sighs) All right, let's take a quick break and do some fan mail. Coming for me. The creators of Tales from the Crypt have unearthed a story so terrifying it can only be seen on the big screen. (laughs) Ordello of Blood. Go for it! Rated R. Starts Friday, August 16th at theaters everywhere. Hi, this is Billy Bryan, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, and you're listening to Bloody Good Horror. time to go upstairs john but you'll see here my ah. my copy of the chud soundtrack on vinyl it's pretty cool it says yeah. chud on it i own zero vinyls and you own chud yellow, on vinyl so. yellow and green and there's a little there's a little sewer grate on it mm-hmm. that is cool pretty cool that's fun. Um, probably the most obscure one that I own, I would say. I have I have some more classic soundtracks, John, but you know, 
It's cool. Uh, and I was loud. When I first got it, I would listen to it a bunch, and then my daughters would be like, play Chud. <laughs> so there you go. You're like, oh. Um, <laughs> info at bloodygoodhorror.com is the email address. Um, 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 Sean says, hey, BGH crew, wondering if you have been seeing the newest Moorhead and Benson flick, Something in the Dirt on Hulu. I have mixed view of their films. Some of them, like Resolution, Spring, and The Endless, worked for me, but Synchronic decidedly did not. Unfortunately, their latest falls in the latter group for me. It's, as Eric would say, much too butt sniffy. Thoughts from the group? Cheers. Sean from Texas. We had it on our list for last year, and that's kind of the lot of the feedback that we got from people when we asked them about that movie. Uh, and so we, I've never got, I kind of, that kind of like steered me away from I it. Really, I'm still I al- curious. I already was pretty down on them, and then um, Synchronic was just not It was good. terrible. It was not good. Yeah. Like, it's like they keep making the same movie over and over, but it keeps getting worse. Like, I don't know how that happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I, this new one. I think I watched the trailer. I was just like, no, 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 no. So, and I didn't even really dig the endless, which a lot of people liked. So I'm not just, I'm not sure they're for me, John. I only, I, I guess spring was the one that I liked. Whichever, I, I don't think I saw the endless. You, whichever. I well, I we, okay. I'm not sure. Whichever weed on the show did the one where it's like brothers are going back to visit this like cult that they grew up in. Um, isn't that the endless? I have not seen that movie. Whatever you were saying. Yes, that sounds right. We did on the show. I wasn't a fan. Um, all right. Also here, what do I have here? John, do you remember thirsty Thursdays? Yes. Uh, this was an old BGH um, uh, thing that Sophie used to do where she would she would create drinking games for movies uh, and then would do like watch-alongs on Twitter on Thursday nights, Thursday evenings, John. Uh, mm-hmm. Slacker and now contributor Julie um, decided she wanted to pick up the mantle. So she started the oh. Twitter handle... Um, Oh, I got to double check it. If you go to bloodygoodhorror.com right now, you will find that her latest thirsty Thursdays. Um, let me see. I thought I had all this information pulled up, John, but I do not. <laughs> no, you definitely were not prepared. I tried. I tried. Let's see. Um, it's on creep two. And. Oh. Yeah, so the, the Twitter account is BGH Thirsty Thurs, T H U R S. Um, and the hashtag is tweet with BGH, oldie but goodie. So my, the first one's going to be March 2nd at 8 30 Central Time. So follow. Creep 2 is the. Uh, I mean, Creep 1 was a revelation. Creep 2, also pretty good. We should say, too, if you like watch alongs, there's um, lots of them constantly being organized on our Slack. Um, which you can access through patreon.com slash bloody good horror. Yeah, there's usually one every uh, Sunday night, I think, about 6 p.m. Eastern. In fact, one night I organized my own, John, because I went on there and said I, I had some couple hours to burn. I was like, who wants to watch Chud? And we watched Chud. That's a true story. <laughs> That's 
So there you go. Of course. Um, that's it for email. All right. We got a couple tweets out there this week. Uh, first one comes in, comes in from at Leaky Pencils and came in uh, like the day after our uh, episode last week. So I'm going to include it here. What's the oldest horror movie you still watch regularly? I know Eric enjoys Nosferatu Oof. with the laughing smiley face. Nosferatu. No, thank you. Um, watch regularly. Boy. I think that depends on your definition of regularly. Like, what are we talking yeah. about? Like every couple of years, would you call that regularly? That's that is on some regular schedule. Then it might be for me like the uh, Texas Chainsaw, which is 74. Right. 74. It's either Texas Chainsaw or Exorcist, whichever one came first. But I only watch those like uh, every once I in a while. I think Exorcist is older than Takes the chainsaw. If we're talking actual regularly, I guess it would be Halloween, which was 78. I will sit and watch the original uh, Night of the Living Dead if I happen to catch it on TV because I actually, it's one of, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not too cool, John, to admit that I just don't love black and white horror that much. So like I, but I do really like the original Night of the Living Dead and I'll watch it when it's on. Uh, Exorcist 1, 1973 as well. Okay. I thought it was older than that. What about you guys? Casey's a yeah. hammer aficionado. Come on, it's got to be one of the hammers. Well, I don't have a particular hammer that I visit regularly, but I do put hammer movies on regularly in the background when I'm drawing and stuff. So it could yeah. be, I would say, hammer movies in general. What was the heyday there? Those were like early 70s as well, or like late 60s? Yeah, they went through like the late 40s to early 70s um i mean mine like i don't there's no movies i don't watch anything regular like yeah, you're I one of those weirdos of, like, that you're one of those weirdos that just watches the thing and then doesn't watch it again no it's very rare that i watch something so like the thing that i've watched like texas chainsaw i've probably seen four or five times and that's like one of the older things that i've seen the most for sure mm-hmm. um i was trying to think of like a good movie that i watched that was old and i watched recently but i I don't know i can't put my finger on it right now all right next up we have from at well horror which is a well-adjusted horror uh do you have a favorite joe bob episode that'd be more for me and you eric man i was just recently watching through a bunch of them of the old ones are we talking old or new i guess that's the question they didn't really specify so I'm very fond of the Friday the 13th um, all night marathon that he did back in the 90s where the crew was slowly being killed off by a killer that was turned out to be Ted Turner because he had upset him. It's a pretty funny gag. Um, And I also like I the two that I always think about because just for nostalgia reasons like his Phantasm 2 episode from back in the day and his um uh maximum overdrive episode like introduced me to both of those movies and those are like big memories for me watching those back in the day yeah i was gonna say phantasm 2 from the old ones too because that's where i discovered that movie yeah so that one always stuck out to me 
All right. Next up, we have at Schnecky91. Following up from last week about the sequel skipping, Halloween is what I had in my, my head at the time. I wanted to see what happened with the Cult of Thorn. I only care about the first two Predators, then Prey, the first two Texas Chainsaw Massacres, then none. Anymore? Anymore what? That one, it's harder without having the context of the last week's well, question. It's It was about like sequels that you skip and then yeah, it's right here. I would it's say what, like years here's years. last week's question just to help flesh it out. When a movie franchise doesn't acknowledge all sequels, does that kill it a little bit for you or are yeah, you cool yeah. with it? I will say if you're skipping Texas Chainsaw 3, you're missing out. It's pretty, pretty decent. Yeah. But they do change fairly significantly, especially after Chainsaw 2. I mean, that was a big well, change. Well, Chainsaw 3 sort of like tries to go back to the more serious roots, but it's got like a late 80s feel to it. It's just, I don't know, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Know, maybe it's early 90s. All right, next up we have longtime friend at Skizbot. Last week's movie, Intruder, got me thinking about some of the awful crap the bosses would make us do at my first warehouse job. Thankfully, <laughs> none of them ever carved my head in half like a block of Black Forest ham. Anyone have any shitty boss stories? This reminds me, last week, like, so we had that big discussion on the show about, um, like, uh, service jobs we had worked in, but then it just kept going on Slack. I mean, it's, it almost yeah. is still going like that. Those are the shows I really love Slack for when like they, they what, spur I think that really inspired Skylar too. Skylar's question. He was part of that. ongoing. There were so many wild first job stories on Slack. It was a lot of fun to see that stuff. Terrible yeah. boss stories. Well, his name was John Schnarr. So I worked at Google. <laughs> um, I'm sure John's, I, I'm sure John's I, a cool boss. I think I talked about, I worked at the video store. It was one of my favorite jobs. It was one of my only service jobs, right? Um, when the store went out of business or was going out of business, it was purchased by um, two of our most regular customers. And it was a couple. It was like a, you know older couple. And they were like, we're going to rescue this business. We're going to turn it. So they loved it because we had a lot of, we had a very expansive um, collection, lots of foreign films, lots of like art films. And they, they were like, that's what we need to do more of. So they came in, they took it over. It, were they the worst bosses ever? I should say probably not, but like it was an eye opening experience. They came in, the very first thing they did was they got rid of the porn room. The porn Boo. room, all of us who worked there knew paid all of the bills. Oh, it was sort of like, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't all the bills, but it was like, there were people who came in just for the porn room and then like rented a bunch of other shit, you know? Um, and so, uh, they got rid of that and then the business like went under six months later. Wow, it was just crazy. That's nuts, <laughs> yeah. dude. They were, they were like, they, it wasn't even that they were the worst bosses. They just had no business running a video store. I mean, no one Man, did, right. In, I really missed, time, I really missed out on that. Like working at a video store thing. Cause like, by the time I was old enough to like have a job or want one, those places were already doing so shitty that they weren't really hiring people. It'd be like one dude who owned it and like one other person to rotating shit. You know what I mean? Like they weren't just yeah. hiring a bunch of teenagers. Eric, and the only other option you had to be willing to work for very little money. Which well, I wouldn't I have cared about then. that, dude. To work at a video <laughs> store, I would have done it. But like the only other option would have been a uh, the Hollywood near me, but like you go in that place, you're like, man, this is some corporate bullshit. Like, I don't no, want to yeah, care. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, I'm not tucking yeah. my shirt in John. 
fucking kidding. No, no, that was yeah, we did not. I mean, dude, I've had some truly awful bosses, but it would just bring the fucking <laughs> the mood down to sit here and talk about. It. Up until recently, I worked in a like in a in an area where like shit just traditionally rolled uphill. Like if you were just the worst, most aggressive trash human, you somehow ended up being promoted to like GM of places. So uh, just, <laughs> I've just had a string of really terrible. And like only recently did I realize that like even some of the managers I thought were good actually weren't because mm. I just didn't know. Like, you know, again, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Donald, no, Rums, well, like, Donald Rumsfeld would real, call that an unknown unknown. Yeah. The real fucked up people are, yeah, the ones who manage to convince you they're good even when they're like absolute like scum yeah i mean i've had a couple people like ruin my mental health for long periods of time so it sucks (laughs) bad bosses suck one of the worst ones i can remember is probably my sophomore year of high school so we're talking 1990 but i'd had my first job as a stock boy had a good boss there they opened a pizza place uh, like an italian pizza place non-chain place across the street so we i my buddy my best friend at the time got a job there so i went over and got a job as well we're pretty sure in hindsight it was run by uh, the chicago mob <laughs> part of the family just nice. because when the owner actually came in you could tell <clears throat> but his daughter and her husband had run the place now and this isn't a slam on you eric but the husband who was the manager is probably about your size and I've always been my size, which is pretty big. And this is my sophomore year of high school. And I can remember uh, I was just talking to my friend about this last night when I saw this tweet. But I was we were washing dishes in the back of the big kitchen sink. And that guy said something snide to me about not sweeping the floor well enough or something. And he had a big spatula in his hand and he reached back. And he came over to me and he reached back and he was all pissed off. And it looked like he was getting ready to swing on me. And I stood up out of the, you know, I wasn't in the sink, but I stood up from that sink, water dripping at me, turned around and looked at him. And I had my friend Rick and my other friend Dennis grab me both at the same time because I was going after him. Damn, dude. <laughs> yeah. You were almost gone. There was almost it no was like, yeah, well, I told him, I'm like, because we were laughing about it. I'm like, I, you know, if I kicked his ass, I may have gotten sworn into the family. <laughs> <laughs> One of my friends in high school, I remember worked at the local pizza place. And so he just would, every party he showed up to, he just had a giant pizza. It was the best. Yeah. Free pizza. It's a benefit. Stuff. Or they would get drunk and go open the kitchen up at like 2 a.m. and cook. Yeah. My Pizza Hut job was way better. It came after that Josasimo's Pizza Place. And I went to Pizza Hut, but like the managers there, I'd work and help them close. And... Well, statutes of limitations. They used to let me drink beer while I was, uh, you know, mopping the floors and stuff. Was in the there, dining room. It was a good time. Was there beer sold at the Pizza Hut or you just had beer? Uh, they brought beer in. Um, I think I said this last week that I applied at a Pizza Hut once and they never called me back. <laughs> but I did when I, yeah, so did you just, tough, me, you made, you just made me think with the beer. I remember when I was living in Florida and doing this show, like in the beginning, there was a guy who worked overnights at the TV station I was at that I discovered rolled in every night with a 12 pack and drank the whole 12 pack on his shift and had a deal with the guy who relieved him first. So that he was relieved like really early in the morning before anyone else was in there. And that's how he could get away with it. Cause he'd come in, everybody was gone. He'd leave, you know, he'd leave, everybody was gone. 
But the only person that knew was the guy who relieved him at like 6 a.m. or whatever it was. So they had a deal. The guy wouldn't rat on him for drinking if he never rat on the other dude for being late. <laughs> like he would cover for him to just kind of come in late. He That guy did eventually get fired because he was terrible. But <laughs> Well, yeah. Hard to be good when you're on a 12-pack. <laughs> All right, we have one more tweet out there, and it's from Lord Zombie 13. And it's uh, pertaining to Chud, too, that we just finished tonight. Now that you have seen such a masterpiece, how will life be from now on? I feels good. It feels good yeah. to get, get it under my belt, you know? I think a little bit happier. Yeah. I, it's, a, it's a box check. It's a box check for me. And, yeah. Uh, I wish yeah. I had seen it years yeah. ago. Then I could have been spending all these years with it in my life, I guess. <laughs> Just being like, being like, oh yeah, it's fucking totally seen Bud, Bud, Bud the Chud. <laughs> is that it? And that, that is it for tweets. What do we got on Instagram, Eric? Let's find out. Lots of people excited that we're reviewing Bud the Chud. Connor says, all caps, holy shit, Bud the Chud. Uh, yes. You, yeah. Um, it's more excitement than is necessary for the film. Mm, disagree. Uh, Rory says, what horror film would you want to see a comedy sequel to? Hmm. <laughs> How about Hereditary? Oh, boy. <laughs> That's a tough question, really. Yeah, those are impossible. How about how about Midsummer? <laughs> <laughs> is Ghoulies three Ghoulies go to college next week? Question mark. Smiley face. Oh my god. That's really <laughs> it's that's one of our last white whales, really. Yeah. I've never seen any of the Ghoulies movies. I hate to admit it. You're better off going with really? Critters. I don't really. Hate yeah, they're like they're like. They're like all that stuff was just post gremlins. Like, Hey, we need a movie with like little creatures, but even by those standards, it's like a third rate version of that. Yeah. Please go to college though, is a sight to behold. Like it's, yeah, it's an incredible movie. Also, John has a cameo by a young Matthew Lillard. Uh, oh, all right, there you go. Whitney says, what's a sequel or threequel and on that you do like? I like Halloween four. That's pretty good. I mean, there's a listen. There's a million sequels that are good. I would throw out. I don't know about a <laughs> I would throw out Aliens, especially in context of this week, because oh, yeah. it's another sequel oh, that's not oh. the same as the first. I mean, definitely, dude. and just as good. Yeah, any of those. Totally agree. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's it is true. Like once, I mean, some of the paranormal activity I was was joking about yeah. later earlier, but paranormal activity three, very good. Yeah, I'm there's some solid ones in there. I can get down with two as well. Two's the one with the people with the TV, the big TV. Well, is the question any sequel or I thought it was it was three? Or I think later. she's just saying name a sequel that you like. Yeah, a sequel oh, yeah. or a threequel. Oh, fair enough. Um. Brian says, this is great. What are some other bucket list staff picks you'd like to review one day? Um, it would be fun to do Ghoulies Go to College, honestly. Again, like we went through so many staff picks. I don't have a lot of stuff in the tank, so to speak. Um, There's There are so many movies that I haven't seen. Like, I, like none of the Ghoulies movies. 
do I feel like I need to see it? Absolutely not. It's no. more you about, know, so. but it's more about what I want, John, than you. That's the thing. Yeah, fair. No, well, like <laughs> I actually do think it would be fun if we just kind of programmed up like ten of these absurd, yeah, things at some point. But I agree, I dude. Know. I was I was just saying but, this to Elizabeth today. There's something so nice about doing the show and not feeling like I'm wading into any kind of discourse. Like we're not. I'm not given like the latest thing that everybody's debating on the internet. I'm not giving my thoughts on it. I'm giving my thoughts a little bit on the thing that nobody gives a shit about. And I can just walk yep. away afterwards. It's pretty nice. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. They, uh, this, I'm not completely joking here. I may have one of my next uh, staff picks in mind simply because of the dancing chuds, but that's dead and breakfast. Oh, I've dead sure and breakfast from like two thousands. Yeah, because it has line dancing zombies. Yeah, I did. I'm not sure I liked that movie. I did. But, that was one of the last ones of the David Carradine too. I think. But if it's your staff pick, you could do it. Yeah. Um, next yeah. up, Chris says, "Would you rather Chud have a legacy sequel, a reboot, or a remake?" I want a real sequel <laughs> with John Goodman and Daniel Stern. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. I don't care about John Hurt so yeah. much. He can stay home. That's fine. Wait, is Daniel Stern still alive? Yeah. Okay. He's the best. Good. Let's do it then. Daniel Stern is honestly like, I think he steals the show in movies that he shows up in. Like he doesn't do a lot. I don't think he does a lot now, but like you ever seen very bad things? Yep. He's kind of the best part of that movie. Yeah. Yeah, he is. That movie's, yeah, that's a a hell of a movie. Um, But he was uh, the narrator of uh, Wonder Years too, which so like, his voice is always oh, magical to right me. Just was. that's right. He was. He's got that nice lilt to his voice. He seems like a nice guy. God. I have no evidence. Yeah. I have no evidence of that, but um, I do. So the story yeah, I mean, he could, he back in back in the old that. bloody good horror days. I wish I had could. Well, I don't even know. I don't know if I could take this up, but I interviewed this guy named John. I think uh, Bonheim, who was um, one of the main producers on the original Chud. And it was funny because he, so he actually gave me a bunch of like, uh, of the concept art drawings they had done up that were really wild. Like the chuds were really wild at first. They weren't just going to be man, man in suit type things, but he had like a vendetta against Daniel Stern and John Hurd because according like the, what the producer claimed was that, so at the time they were really big in like the New York city um, theater scene. So it's not like they were like world, like, countrywide famous but in the little circle they were making the movie in they had some like sway so he claims once they got hired they came in and like took over the production and started just like rewriting script pages on set and just like totally cowboy the whole thing which is kind of amazing (laughs) he did not like them very much um Robale, how great is the theme song? I taped this on my Walkboy off the TV back in the day. <laughs> Amazing. It's really good. Bud, the Chud. Bud, the Chud. Does finally seeing Chud 2 leave an emptiness inside? Is there really anything left in life for any of us? That's from Billy Big Pants. Uh, I was already empty inside, sir, so jokes on you uh no i think it actually feels good it feels good yeah i'm fine <laughs> 
Uh, Brian says, how great would a Jordan Peele Chud remake be? He, now that could be cut. Apparently, cool. Jordan Peele is a big Chud fan. Um, if you remember, Obviously John, he is. but if Obviously you remember, the VHS is featured very prominently in Us. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I would be very into that. We mentioned too, um, Halloween 6. There were articles that reported that, like, at the time, Tarantino had expressed interest in potentially writing something for it. For Halloween 6? Yeah, like, he loved the whole, like, storyline that they were working on and had, like, an idea, but it just never came to fruition. I don't know. That's, like, he might have said that one time to, like, one person. (laughs) It was real, John. Don't don't steal my dreams. It had feet in it. Next up... Excited for the new Scream movie or not? Nah? I'm not that excited. I would say, I would not say excited per se. I think that the trailer made me feel intrigued in a way that I wasn't before because I'm liking the vibe that I'm getting. But I, my expectations are pretty basement level after the last one, I would say, which is a good, sometimes a good place to be. Yeah. Well, I'm strongly aligned with Eric and I think I've been on record that I don't give a shit about Scream anymore, but I saw the trailer and was like, I think it has some uh, potential for at least to be memorable. So there you go. Mm -hmm. Polly, what's some other long held dream that you hope to achieve someday? Dude, (laughs) once he hit 40, man, I think it's just waking up every day. Having stuff work. (laughs) Long held, but okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't think I'm ever going to become a spy now. You know, that was like my childhood dream. Hmm. <laughs> like a James Bond style spy. Not one of these boring <laughs> ones that we have now. Do you guys think you'll check out some Tia? Do you guys think you'll check out the movie Loneliest Boy in the World? This looked like a kind of horror musical horror comedy spoof. Or I don't know. No, that yeah, I hadn't heard of it until you sent us that uh, tweet and I looked it up and it. I could see some potential there. I'm curious. It does have a 5.2 on IMDb, which makes me nervous. Yeah. Not that I go by that per se, but I've been around the block long enough to know that if IMDb users somehow give you a 5.2, that's you might your movie's probably bad. I'm usually I'm usually game down to like a five. Mm-hmm. All right. Two more questions. What is uh Merle, what is the best horror sequel ever made? man i mean it might it might be it might be aliens i mean that's yeah. very action yeah. movie but it's also very horror movie no it's no that counts and yes um john you ever seen I the fly too i don't think i have Where not directed by chronoverse starring so. uh yeah. eric stoltz as son of brundlefly and he's I don't know like, if I've seen that either. He's like, I do owe it to myself to watch. He's like being episode. held in a research facility. Uh, oh, I think we just found your next staff pick, John. <laughs> I'm not. I'm Could not. Be. I'm not making that up. Yeah, he's had. They they're holding him in like a research facility to learn about him, and he's like very. He's a teenager, so he's getting very angsty, and they're having to deal with his, you know, fly angst. Uh, Mick Garris uh, credited as screenwriter. Yeah. There you go. It must be amazing then, John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
You know what it means when Mick yeah. Harris had a, it was involved in it. It's a movie. Well, it was it was that and Critters too, the main course. So. I would actually love to have you watch The Fly too. It's not. I. It's whatever. It's enjoyable enough, but I just. I like the idea of making you watch a non-Cronenberg thing that's related to Cronenberg. <laughs> um, last question. I like this. Do you still have your old CD collection from high school? Mm-mm. I finally gave mine up like, I don't know, 2010. I still have probably... 50 dvds many of which were burned i still have fucking copied yeah dude oh man so netflix back in the day i was fucking turning and burning baby on netflix to the point where you had to be careful because if you had a pattern of getting a movie and always sending it back the next day they would start to throttle how fast you would get movies yeah Yeah. (laughs) but yeah like i would say i have a like tote where like i got rid of all the cases and I have a tote where they're just in slip cases. The problem being yeah. though that like the DVD ripping and burning technology back then was compressing the shit out of those movies. So if you just threw those on a big flat screen now, they'd probably look like shit. But yeah. I keep them around anyway. I mean, there were <laughs> ways like you could at least whatever app I was using or, you know, program it, which Eric, you probably put me on. I was on Toast, uh, Toaster or whatever that was called. Yeah, you could there were settings where you could say like, no. yeah, but it just, like the, the, the technology just wasn't there yet. Yeah. Like it wasn't, yeah. it, you could pop in a computer and I think it would be perfectly watchable, but I wouldn't try yeah. to make, I wouldn't try to throw in a 4k TV. Uh, I, I know where my CDs are. You know what I do with my CDs? I, my father really loves discovering new music and it can be anything. It's a thing I should really admire about him. Like, He's not one of these old people that's just still listening to whatever he listened to when he was a kid. He'll listen to anything. Like he'll buy every year after the Grammys, he'll buy the like Grammy winner CD just so he can like hear new shit. Um, but I gave him my stack of 90 CDs and then found out like he would just be rolling around for months listening to like No Doubt Tragic Kingdom on a loop like every day <laughs> or like nice. Red Hot Chili Peppers or something like, and he'll just throw it in. He doesn't care. He'll just go through the stack and like listen to it for weeks. Yeah, I don't have my high school CDs. I would not be a hundred percent if my or hundred percent surprised if my mom had some of my old CDs, but in a box in the basement. At some point, where I got comfortable enough with Spotify, where I'm like, I was no longer trying to manage an MP3 library, which was a total nightmare. Like, yeah, when you'd yeah. have to load, the worst. you'd have to load or unload the like five albums you were listening to from your iPod Nano or whatever. Um, yeah, you know, once you had to stop doing that, I was like, why? Why do I still have this? Yeah. It's movies is a little different because there is a ton of shit that is still you can't find. There's no fucking music. I mean, I'm, I I I know that's not true, but the amount of music that you would want to listen to that you can't find is much smaller unless you're into like pretty you know. Wait, what are you saying? Like music now, like everything is on Spotify. F- movies, it's still quite hard. So I'm saying like it makes sense to me to maintain at some level, like you have your VHS collection. More so maintain a, a of, collection of movies than music per se. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I understand, sorry, I understand what I you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a definite, like, I've noticed just my little Twitter silo, like a renaissance of people, not just collecting physical media, but making it like literally their entire personality. Like, 
<laughs> like it's all they want to talk about is how they're media collectors. And it's like, mm, good for you. I just like, I have not put a Blu-ray into a Blu-ray player in at least five years. So like, there's just no way I can justify <laughs> buying Blu-rays. I watch 90% yeah. of shit on a computer screen. I don't even watch stuff yeah. on a TV or when I do, it's hooked up to my computer, like a second monitor, basically. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little bit I, of an edge case, but still. I bought a new TV back at the very start of quarantine, like the week before it started. And <laughs> I don't know that I ever uh, hooked my Blueberry player up. It's yeah. still sitting on the rack. I don't know that I ever plugged it in. <laughs> Makes sense. For sure. You know, and I like a lot of times the Netflix streaming quality does suck. So I, I get it if you're like a real, you know, mm-hmm. video file, but it's not me so much. I'd rather be watching the VHS, honestly, John. <laughs> I know. I'll sometimes watch rips of VHSs intentionally. That's just, you know, that's like maniac behavior, but. <laughs> I get it. Me, I've been uh, rewatching. Put me, the, uh, put me in the Chud program, John. <laughs> I've been rewatching Futurama, and it's been a while since I've seen it, and I completely forgot that the first few seasons aren't in HD. Oh, is that oh, old, yeah. huh? Yeah. That's always a trip. Well, the- when you go watch, like, early Always Sunny or something, and it's, like, in yeah. 3. Yeah. I mean, we're watching through all the old Simpsons and Seinfeld right now. and Yeah, Simpsons are very yeah. much the same. Yeah. All right, y'all, as much as I've enjoyed our little foray here into 80s movies, I think we're doing a little a little film called Cocaine Bear next week. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not even clear if it's a horror movie, but we're going to do it because and it's not just Eric and John loading me up and turning me loose. (laughs) That's right. It's definitely being marketed. Yeah, as it does seem like there's some murders happening. So there's it's horror yeah. adjacent at least. We just gave sure. you Bud the Chud, so cut us some fucking slack. I think is the point I'm trying. Yeah, to yeah, exactly. We just want to see cocaine bear. Yeah, that's right. All right, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to check us out Patreon.com/slash Bloody Good Horror. You could have seen my Chud record tonight, or John's hair, <laughs> or both in, in silhouette only. That's right. Um, that's going to do it. Hope you enjoyed the show and we'll talk to you next week. See you guys. Bye-bye.